Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Hello, and welcome to episode 33, Five Ways to Overcome Blind Spots. Now, these words are very scary, blind spots. Now, uh, we all know what a blind spot is if you're backing up your car and you hit someone or you almost hit someone. It's because there was a blind spot. You couldn't see. The mirrors only go so far and your neck only turns so far. And we all have blind spots in life. Uh, one of the terms for blind spots actually comes from blindsided. It's actually a condition, medical condition that happens when a person, usually a stroke victim, has a neurological issue that's caused usually by the stroke that makes it that they can literally see something in front of them but can't actually experience what it is. They might even sense that it's there, but they just can't describe it. And that's called blind sight. It's literally where you have sight, but the brain is not able to process it, so it's blind. So a blind spot is a similar idea where we just we could have something in front of us, but just not see it. So let's talk about blind spots and how they impact us. First, let me start with a quote. It's from the book called Blind Sight by Peter Watts. And he says, kind of tongue in cheek, to this day, I still don't know what went wrong. That's exactly the problem with blind sightedness and blind spots that we have. It's that we keep going on in life, don't realize that, hey, there's something wrong with what we were doing. And so just like that car that's backing up or, or trucks or even worse, the bigger you are, the bigger your blind spots. And so if we can train ourselves to kind of expect a discrepancy, you know, there's a way that we see ourselves and there's a way that other people see us or even experience us. And if we're open to looking into ourselves and saying, well, who am I really? And how am I really coming across? We can make amazing changes and learn to really help ourselves. Now, there are some medical conditions like schizophrenia and other severe uh, mental health issues, including personality disorders, that uh, one is literally not able to look at themselves. Um, and if someone uh, personally is suffering from that or anyone, a loved one that you know is suffering from that, then I would definitely encourage them to get help. And you could listen to my podcast about how to encourage your loved ones to get help, which is an earlier one um, that might be helpful as a starting point. So one of my favorite stories about kind of this idea of blind spots is the eye doctor story that I always tell over. So you go to the eye doctor and you're talking and he seems like a nice guy and he gives you the bad news. Hey, you know, you need glasses. Your eyesight is very poor. But he says, don't worry, I've got a great solution for you and it's not going to cost you anything. So you're okay, doc, I'm listening. He says, well, I've been in the business for 40 years and I know eyes really, really well. Let me tell you, this is the solution for you. Take my glasses that I'm wearing and everything's going to be perfect. Okay. So you say, all right, doc, I'm listening. So you take the pair of glasses that he's wearing and it's a totally different prescription than what you need. And you say to him, I can't see anything. So he says, what are you talking about? What's wrong with you? The eye doctor says, I've worn these glasses for 20 years and they work perfectly fine for me. They could work well for you too. So my question for you is, What's wrong with that guy? Well, there's a lot, obviously. Hard to believe he's been in business for that long, if that's his perspective. But would you ever go back to him? Of course not, unless he was joking, right? But the point is that just because we see the world one way doesn't mean that other people do as well. Just because we experience something one way doesn't mean others do as well. And so one of the foundations of dealing with others and, and really, honestly, dealing with ourselves is just being empathetic and sympathetic and understanding of, of what other people are going through. And also... Being able to look at ourselves um, as human beings, we're, we're amazing that we could actually zoom out and look at ourselves 
and kind of see maybe there's a different perspective or maybe we're not giving the exact presentation that we think we are or that we would like to be giving. I mean, all of us want to be known as good people and all of us want to be just people. And um, if you could add some objective reality to your life, um, there's small changes that could be made that could often take care of some of the blind spots. I mean, for example, there's concave mirrors that they sell, which increase a lot more. And then there's other ways of dealing with blind spots, like just backing up cautiously and slowly and hoping that someone else will honk and let you know. But, you know, if you're backing up your car and someone does honk and you say, well, I don't see them, they don't exist. Well, you're going to be in a crash. So just taking that feedback from others could, could go a very long way. So let's talk about five ways to take care of your blind spots. So number one, ask a kid. And kids are very blunt. One of the reasons that kids are blunt is because even though we're social beings, we actually learn to kind of read other people and anticipate what they want. I mean, kids are also people pleasers, but they're not as developed. Um, and hopefully, you know, if they're being raised properly, uh, they are being taught, you know, a healthy dose of self-esteem, but also a healthy dose of focusing in on other people. But kids say things like it is. That smells. That's funny. We Everyone knows the story of the emperor's clothing. It was a kid that called it out and said the emperor's nude. He's not wearing anything. So ask a kid. You know, what's their perspective? Whether you're designing a logo or trying to figure out a good marketing technique or looking at a brochure. And when I say kid, you know, it, it could range. I mean, sometimes obviously a, a three-year-old kid can't give you advice, but, you know, sometimes a 12-year-old or even a 15-year-old, yeah, I consider that a kid, uh, you know, could give a perspective on something. And and, and just that new out-of-the-box perspective could pull away the group bias. And uh, even if it's a personality thing or just, you know, how do you come across uh, sometimes a kid could could really change things. And that's just one piece of advice for, you know, small things or, or large things. Obviously, I'm not telling you to follow what the kid tells you, but just use it as feedback so that you can integrate it into your own personal choice. Number two, watch a video of yourself. I had a client who told me that he uh, one time watched a uh, security video of himself at work and he realized, hey, that persona of that angry, bossy type of person, that's not me. I don't want to be that. And that's what I look like in that video. So when you watch a video of yourself, you really gain a perspective. Uh, early on in my career, there were a number of clients that I asked permission for, and I got written permission from them. You know, can I uh, record our sessions via uh, video recording and, and audio recording? And I'm going to just review it myself and, and with my supervisor and then delete it um, just so that I could become a better therapist. Well, I would do this once if they get granted permission. I would cringe. I would watch how I interacted with people and how I missed certain cues or how I didn't pick up on certain things that needed to be explained. And you know, often the next time I would come back and I would try to lean in with a client and, and apologize for my mistakes. And it was very eye-opening. And, and, and this is something that even today, um, I, you know, I always invite the feedback of other people. And um, every once in a while, I do ask permission to use a video. Um, and there's just so much you can learn when you watch yourself as an outsider. And we all cringe when we see ourselves on a, on a recording. I cringe when I listen to my own podcast. I really try not to, um, unless I need to edit it or something. Um, because we never sound like the way we do in our own head. But it gives us such a new perspective when we see that video. It could be very helpful. Number three, ask a coworker or associate. Uh, one of my favorite stories is Ray DeLeo. And Ray DeLeo is a very, very successful billionaire who owns Bridgewater Investments. And in his book, Principles, which is a very, very fascinating book about just kind of his career towards billionairehood, if for such a word, he talks about how he was an amazingly aggressive investor and very vivacious and a great leader, at least in his book and a very, very good man and a compassionate man when it came to his company, um, except for a time that he had to fire all of them because he went bankrupt, but that's a different story, but he regretted. But generally, he tried to take care of his employees. And he wrote that at some point, they actually sat down with him and they gave him a letter. And, the, and he prints the letter in the book. It basically says, 
you know, we know you're a nice guy. We know you have a good heart, but you're an absolute jerk. You're a control freak and you are very difficult to get along with and very difficult to work with. And you're always taking over the situation and uh, trying to micromanage what we do and putting us down. We don't like it. And he was really angry when he read this letter and he was really hurt, but he took the feedback and he said, you know what? This is how they're experiencing me. I could change. I could be different. I could be better. And he worked towards that with accountability. And so just ask a coworker and associate how they experience you. And there's, there's a lot there. Number four, find a friend, a, a friend that is, is there for altruistic reasons and who you respect. And sometimes you get really good feedback from a friend or a therapist or, you know, hey, therapists are not prone to tell you the nastiest things. Although, you know, when I work with my clients, I try to be open and honest with them. But I always ask them, you know, how, how honest and open do you want me to be? Um, but just getting another outside perspective of someone that cares about you will be very, very helpful. And number five, you know, you might think that some of this is repetitious, but they're really different. And this, in my opinion, it could be the most helpful one. But this is really an exercise. Look, you could do it in your brain, but I think it's most powerful when you write it down. Okay. Number five is write down the five biggest complaints of those in your inner circle that they have against you today. Okay. And I don't mean today, like, what did you do wrong today? I mean, just thinking about the five closest associates in your life. What are the five biggest complaints that they have against you? Period. And there's so much you could do with that. And it opens up your mind that, you know, you start to realize, oh my God, I'm that eye doctor who's trying to get everybody to see through my lens and thinking that, well, if I could see out of these glasses, then everyone can. And you become such a better person, such a more sensitive person, and so much more in tune with others when you could get rid of that blind sight. And you don't have to live like Peter Watts, who said, to this day, I still don't know what went wrong. Well, you could learn what went wrong. Sometimes we just didn't give the right reaction or didn't understand what was going on. And I encourage you once again that if you feel like, hey, Joe, these are some good points and I could use some help in this, then reach out to me. I work with plenty of people and uh, I could definitely help you as well. Or reach out to someone, a close confidant or a different therapist that could help you be able to get your life together. Because when you start to overcome those blind spots, this opens doors for us. And some of the self-sabotage and things that you kind of never knew why they were going wrong, they start to become a little bit more obvious. You're not a bad person. No one is. Hey, you wouldn't have made it to the end of this podcast if you're a bad person. Bad people don't listen to these things. They're busy preaching to everybody else and they don't think they have anything to work on. We all have what to work on. And just like when I watch my video, I could say, oh my goodness, that's how I sound. And I could make improvements and become a better, a more effective person. I encourage you to try that as well. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.